Today's episode is brought to you by Dr. Jeffrey Halstead, DMD. Dr. Jeffrey Halstead has been Canandaigua's hometown dentist for more than 35 years, offering routine dental care as well as cosmetic dentistry, implants, and dentures by their highly trained and experienced staff. Visit them online at canandaiguadentistry.com or find them on Facebook and Instagram. From FingerLakes1.com, this is FLX Today. Later this month, there will be a contested town supervisor primary in Seneca Falls to see who represents Republicans in the general election. Yesterday, I sat down with incumbent supervisor Mike Ferrara to discuss the issues at play and the future of the community. As a note, before we get into that conversation, we will be sitting down next week with Frank Schmitter, Ferrara's opponent. We look forward to that, and as with all of our interviews and conversations, it will be available on FingerLakes1.com, our YouTube channel, and Spotify. Now, our conversation with Supervisor Mike Ferrara, which begins with his reasoning for running for a second term. Second term is because there's a lot of things in the pipeline that I'd like to see uh, finished. Uh, I'd like to continue to work on our major problems in the t- in the town, which we've been doing for the last four years, or three plus years, I should say. So it's just those types of things that uh, it would be very difficult for uh, somebody new to step in with so much going on. Uh, so that's my goal, is just to finish things that we started and uh, you know, finish a comprehensive plan, uh, which has been absent for many years. Uh, that will be our, you know, our guiding light uh, as we move forward uh, in the next 10, 15 years. And obviously, DRI is another big component of that. Um, where is the town right now in that process? So the DRI, uh, the, actually, the, the town is only responsible for three parts of the DRI. Uh, one of them is the community center uh, upgrades uh, at the skate park out back. And that's probably a month away from going out to bid. Uh, the second area is the visitor center. Uh, with upgrades there, and that will happen most likely uh, in December, and construction will start there in early uh, early 2024. The big one is the uh, Northside Canal landscape. Uh, that's $3.4 million, uh, and then that project, we're working on it uh, with our consultants, uh, LaBella Company, but um, that will be probably, hopefully, breaking ground sometime in 24. Uh, that calls for total uh, removal of all above ground wiring and utility poles, uh, enhancements to People Park, enhancement to the canal side itself, docks, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, the big issue here is working with New York State Gas and Electric and getting their cooperation. It's a big project on their part, so it's going to take some facilitation. But everything is full steam ahead. So those are the three that we are responsible for. The other DRI awards were um, obviously in private hands, so they're on their own and those types of things. Absolutely. Um, when you talk to uh, potential voters right now, what are you hearing as like a couple of the bigger issues that they care about? Well, always the issue is the, the landfill and uh, the future of the landfill. That's always uh, either against or for, uh, that type of thing. Uh, I mean, the other issue is obviously people want they don't want their taxes to go up uh, we did a reassessment of property uh in the town which hadn't been completed in probably eight years uh 
Um, I'm not a very good politician uh, because I, I could have waited on the reassessment until after this upcoming election uh, because people think that their assessments went up, some assessments went up, some went down, and they automatically assume that their taxes are going up, and that's not the case at all. Um, the assessment was needed because our property evaluation would be about 70%. And what that really means simply is that everybody's not paying their fair share, okay? Uh, so that's, you know, I'm living in a $100,000 house and it sells for $350,000. We're not paying our fair share. So will some people's taxes go up and businesses? Yes. Uh, will some go down? Absolutely. So the key here is not the actual assessment, but the key is the rate. And we'll see what happens July, or excuse me, in September, uh, when the school district uh, sends out tax bills, and people will be able to say, now, okay, my rate is this the rate, and what am I paying in total taxes compared to 2023? Yeah. Or 2023. Gotcha. Um, comp plan. You mentioned it. Um, Town is going through the process, still fairly early in the process, right? Only one public meeting or a yep. session so far to, to get input. And what's the long-term, what's the long-term vision? Uh, long-term, we're probably, I would say, six months out uh, to have a, a comprehensive plan to present to the board and to the people of Seneca Falls. Uh, last night was our first public meeting, and it wasn't a, a time to come in and you know, discuss things and so forth. We had a we had an exercise where uh, we had some different visions, seven or eight different visions that had been identified by this group of people, and we're looking for comments on that. Not verbal comments, uh, written comments, or using posty notes or so mm -hmm. forth and so on. So it was very well attended. Uh, I was there for probably about an hour, uh, from five to six fifteen or so. And, 75 people had come through at that point and it was still going on in data pot. So at some point, once we get a draft completed, there'll be another public forum opportunity where people can make comments verbally at that point. What's your long-term vision of Seneca? When you look in the, you don't have a crystal ball, obviously, but when you look five, 10 years down the line, what do you, what do you want to see for Seneca Falls? Well, there's a couple of things. Uh, first and foremost, um, ec economic development. And... You can't do that uh, without housing opportunities in Seneca Falls. Um, Seneca Falls is in dire need of some type of new housing and at all levels. Um, I'm working on a couple of affordable housing uh, projects. And every time people hear the word affordable, they think something, you know, no way, we're not letting that happen, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but people don't understand affordable housing simply means it's based on your income. So I could live in an affordable housing apartment and I might pay full rent or somebody else might pay 50% rent, but it's provided an opportunity uh, for people to live in new uh, energy efficient housing. We also need housing uh, for senior citizens, uh, apartments, uh, condos, nice and if we were able to develop some housing for senior citizens, people like myself, I would sell my house because I'm 66 years old and I don't want to mow my lawn anymore and I don't want to shovel the snow. But then I move into an apartment and my house becomes available to the market and people who are looking for 
not that my house is a higher end house, but people looking for that types of housing, that opens that market up too. Okay, housing, uh, revitalized downtown, and you know, I, we applied for a uh, Michael Enterprise grant, and uh, we had a public meeting on that, and that's just going through now. People are making application. Uh, so we have $210,000 available uh, for people who want to start their own business or to enhance the business that they currently have. Mm -hmm. So an applicant can um, receive up to $30,000 free. And they can't use that money for construction, but they can use it for anything else. And the way the Michael Enterprise Grant works is that for every new business that comes in, then you can provide a grant to an already established business. So we have about six or seven applications for a new business. So my goal is to have every storefront in downtown Seneca Falls and the Sackett Street Business District open. Mm -hmm. And we can keep applying for the Michael Enterprise Grant. Uh, if we're successful this year, we move up the chart for another grant next year and it perpetual. So that's my second major goal. Uh, and probably the third biggest thing that I need, we need to get done is uh, infrastructure. Uh, we're talking about 100-year-old infrastructure. Um, water uh, distribution is a problem. Uh, we have drainage problems that are uh, a major problem when we have rain events, which used to happen once every 25 years, uh, but now they happen way more frequently uh, with climate change going on, et cetera. So, so much of our infrastructure is compromised. Uh, so many businesses and homes, their drainage goes directly into the sewer line. And when you get in a rain event, the system can't handle it. And that's when you start having problems at the water treatment plant. And that's when you see manholes uncovered. And that's when you see people's places are being, are being flooded out. The scope of that, because that's that's been an issue. I've listened to yep. you know supervisors and town council talk about for ten years now uh, in Seneca Falls. What is the scope of the water and sewer infrastructure problem? It's not just like we need to fix one thing and everything will be better. It's pretty widespread, right? It is, and uh, so we we've started. I mean, uh, you're right. I've lived here my whole life, and people talk about it, and then nothing happens. Okay, uh, we're making things happen. Uh, Again, we do a lot of things through grants. Um, I applied for a grant for an engineering study at our water treatment plant and the distribution of that water. Uh, we are applying for a grant coming up. We're going through that process. Uh, it's a $17 million project and it's in phases. Uh, the total, total cost at the time was 24 million. So we're gonna do a phase one and then a phase two and then a phase three. Uh, to address that, we're Currently replacing our equalization tank at the water treatment plant for $6.5 million. Uh, this tank holds water when the system can't handle it. So the water goes in there, when the system catch up, then they releases the water to be treated and so forth. So that's all through grants and 0% bonding. So it's no interest rate for our taxpayers. No risk. Um, how do you approach, obviously we got to get into it, um, Seneca Meadows, uh, depending on how this uh, DEC permit uh, process plays out, how do you approach Seneca Meadows and how do you approach uh, that issue as it is fairly contentious depending on who you uh, talk to in Seneca Falls? So in uh, 
January of 2022, I appointed a, a committee uh, to work with Seneca Metals uh, on different issues, okay? Uh, one of the things we've been working on is a new host agreement uh, contingent upon the DEC providing a permit for their expansion, okay? Um, I don't want to go into details right now because I haven't, all the details haven't been shared with the board, but it'll be rolled out in and very soon. And it's a host agreement that I think the people of Seneca Falls are going to say, wow, uh, this is amazing. And then a lot of things are going to happen. And I'm not talking about just money. I'm talking about odor control, odor reporting, et cetera, et cetera. So. Any, uh do you have any inclination or any feeling whatsoever as to when the DEC may make a final decision? Or is this something that could still be a year plus out? I think this is something that they won't make a decision until late 2024. Um, and I, I would think they would have to because Seneca Metals permit expires on December 3rd, 2024. So mm -hmm. I would think something would have to happen. But I don't see anything happening this current, this current year. Okay. Um, so let's shift gears a little bit and talk public safety. Um, one of the pieces of feedback that we got over the last week as we were kind of prepping for this was um, the sentiment that communities like Seneca Falls over the last five, 10 years have become less safe for one reason or another. A lot of people pointed to drugs. What are your, what's your message to residents who feel like Seneca Falls has become less safe despite having a, a police department that does a good job and you know all of that? Well, I, my message is I 100% support public safety, and uh, that's always a priority for me. And when, when, I, when I say public safety, I just don't mean police protection. Uh, public safety is water and sewer and making sure that our drinking water is, is drinking water, uh, handling uh, our waste situation. When I talk about public safety, I'm talking about wintertime especially and making sure our roads are safe to travel on and for our students and families. And then obviously uh, police protection. Uh, I'm a strong supporter of our police department. I think they do a great job. And I think if people really look at the things the police department are doing and the things that they handle on a daily basis, uh, anybody who would think that we need to get rid of the police department, I think would be surely surprised. Uh, obviously things have changed in Seneca Falls and all communities. Uh, so we do have our fair share of uh, drug issues, no doubt about it. We have other issues that we're trying to resolve. And one of them is not an issue, it's just there needs to be some point of cooperation between the Cuget Indian Nation and the town of Seneca Falls. Uh, people don't like to hear that, but the Cuget Nation is not going any place. And I would like to partner with them versus try to fight with them. And I continue to work on that. Given the, given the decision that came from the federal government um, this year, now's the time, right? Does now feel like the right time to really push forward with some kind of partnership between, those, between the town and the Cuyuga Nation? Uh, I 100% I agree with that. Uh, and I've, you know, I have worked with the Cuyuga Nation. Uh, I have included them in the comprehensive plan. They are represented there. Uh, we have a, uh, a cannabis committee uh, that is working on what happens when Josh Durso wants to open a marijuana store in Seneca Falls. So we're bringing about uh, zoning restrictions and laws to make sure we're protected. Uh, I have Cuga Nation representation on that. Mm -hmm. okay? um, I've worked with the Cuga Nation 
for some of the properties they've had that are been taken over by different groups, and we've collaborated on that. So uh, my next goal is to work out some type of uh, compensation for services that we provide. Uh, again, no mistake that Hugo Nation pays their water and sewer bill. That's not a problem on other properties. Uh, but they also get trash pickup, they also get police protection, they also get fire protection, and I think we can work on some some arrangements for them to uh, help out with that. Right. Um, one thing on the police department that came in, or one question, too big, too small, or just right? Well, everybody needs to remember, it. the police department is 24-7, 365 days a year, okay? Um, could it be smaller? Maybe, but you're not going to get the same protection uh, that we have right now. Uh, on, all, on all two shifts, there's two shifts, 12-hour shifts. There's two patrols on the north end of town. There's two patrol cars on the south end of town. Uh, you have investigators who are investigating crimes. I mean, too numerous to mention. Yep. Uh, and we have the leadership, obviously, with, uh, with uh, Chief Snyder and uh, hopefully at some point a point another lieutenant to him so no i don't think it's too big okay so uh, a few other items to get to here before we wrap up uh public forums we've seen you know the town has held a few public forums over the years what place do you think they have um and how do they work best issue specific or kind of allow all the grievances to be aired at once uh a very smart uh, elected official uh, told me about a year ago that uh, you're spending, you're doing a lot of great things and uh, you're spending a lot of time on the job, uh, but you're not telling anybody what you're doing. And a lot to be said about that. I, I'm just, my nature is I just do my job. I try to do what's best for the people of Seneca Falls. I don't need anybody to say thank you or, you know, pat me on the back. Uh, but I don't spend enough time telling people what we're doing. Uh, so, I done one public forum that was issue related, uh, and it was during COVID, so it ended up being a type of a Zoom meeting, uh, and the issue was the Cuban nation. Uh, I certainly think that I need to do more public forums, maybe one a quarter, to get people uh, get people to know what the town is doing and how we're doing it and why we're doing it. And it's just an open mic season as far as I'm concerned. But yeah, something I would do definitely. Um, and then to that end, uh, communication, uh, a few uh, seniors reached out to us and, and asked very bluntly uh, why the town doesn't do a better job of communicating. Uh, you and I kind of talked a little bit about this before we came on. It's not easy. Like the town is a website. The town reaches out to local media, um, some Facebook uh, push to what's what's the end. What do you feel like the answer is to try and include them? Well, obviously, if uh, if people say that, then obviously we've got to do. In addition to all the things you just listed, and we, and we do that, um, is somehow figure out how to be better communicators. And, and again, maybe it's a uh, it's a public forum quarterly. Maybe it's a monthly letter sent to our residents. Uh, you know, here's what's going on. Uh, every month at our website, I you know I list all the things that are going on. I inform people, but some people don't have the computer, don't have access to the website, so. Um, it's good to hear and obviously need to make an improvement there. Anybody who has any questions or wants to reach out or uh, wants to learn more about your campaign, where can they do that? Uh, 
the best thing to do is contact me on my uh, town website or email, uh, which is mferrar at SenecaFalls.com. Uh, my phone number, cell phone number is listed also on our website. Uh, I, one of my things that I've always done in my first professional life was a principal. Uh, I never left my office without returning an email or a phone call to a parent or whoever it may be. And I continue that practice right now. So any email or phone call I get, it's taken care of that day. Uh, my office is always open. Uh, anybody can come in. You know, we can debate, we can argue, we can get their ideas. Uh, I encourage that type of thing. All right, Mike, appreciate the time. Thanks for taking it. Gosh, thank you. That'll do it for this edition of Finger Lakes today. If you'd like to see more conversations like this one, check out the show on your favorite podcast platform or subscribe to the FingerLakes1.com YouTube channel. Have a great day, and we'll see you next time.